Welcome to Bloody Mary's Queer Horror Movie Podcast, part two of our Halloween special. This episode, we're talking about The Craft Legacy. Um, I am a bucket full of pig's blood, Alex. (laughs) And I'm the razor blade in the apple given to an unsuspecting (laughs) trick-or-treater, Sean. (laughs) Um, We're two queer horror nerds based in Hackney, pronouns they, them. Um, Content notes on this film... um, Suicide? Well, yeah, it's not actually suicide, but it's suicide mentions. Um, I think that's it's pretty mild. I think. Um, I guess like sexism and consent a little bit, but it's it's it's, it's fairly uh, family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! But massive, massive spoilers because obviously this has just come out. Yeah. Um. Of so course. do watch it first. It's available to watch digitally. Yes, and I think at the cinema here, but I haven't seen that yet. Oh, cool. Cool. Let's thank uh, The Pink Pound for our awesome new theme tune that you will have noticed. Uh, you can follow them at The Pink Pound Sound on Instagram. Uh, also on Instagram is us. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, follow us at Bloody Mary's Podcast, at Mary's of the Z, of course. Uh, see you there. Craft Legacy is a Blumhouse production, uh, which was released October the 28th, 2000, I've 2000 here, <laughs> 2020, um, in the US as a digital release, uh, to be followed elsewhere with uh, other types, other of times releases. and releases. <laughs> um, it was written and directed by Joey Lister Jones, uh, who's more well known as like an indie actress. Um, but she has uh, done some uh, directing gigs as well. Uh, filming began in October 2019 in Toronto, and she said that the film centres on young people, and young women specifically, coming into their power in today's current climate. Oh. She doesn't really say much, but um, <laughs> it's a continuation of the original craft rather than a remake. And I just picked out some highlights or perhaps lowlights from some reviews. Oh, um, I can only find reviews by men. Um, and even the kind of more positive ones, of which there weren't really very many, were quite sneering. Uh, So Benjamin Lee of The Guardian says, uh, he describes it as a woke film. Um, And woke in all of these uh, reviews is kind of, seems to be used as a bit of a pejorative, I think. That's weird. Um, So he says that um, the film highlights the importance of embracing intersectional female power while being aware of the dangers of toxic masculinity. Um, and he says that it's dragged down by a damp finale, um, which I don't agree with. I don't. Um, uh, and he says that it's a lot of the feedback actually says that there's too much being crammed into a short film. And one reviewer said that it would make a better Netflix series, which I could see. I also was thinking that afterwards, possibly. Um, so Peter de Bruges of Variety uh, calls it a watered-down PG-13 reboot in which the outsiders are no longer treated as freaks and their mission amounts to enlightening Neanderthal classmates and other assorted chauvinists about the risks of underestimating young women. Um, which sounds like he might be a men's rights activist. Yeah, I know. It's um, like, and. <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, he uh, calls it safe and a step back from the first one. Um, David... I've said fear here, but that's... I don't know if that's his name. Anyway, a man from Rolling Stone uh, <laughs> describes it as a pale copy and half-hearted. 
Um, so it's quite difficult to find any uh, glowing reviews of it. Um, one of the most noteworthy things I think about the cast is the casting of Zoe Luna, who plays uh, Lourdes. Is it Lourdes? Is that how you I say think it? it is uh, she's a Latina trans actress, um, and she also, the actress this is, uh, is a practicing witch and astrologist. Oh. Um, so uh, she's appeared as a talking head in documentaries about trans stuff in the past. Um, the character was written as trans, and there was an open casting search uh, of over 300 trans actors. Um, cool. And uh, Zoe Lister-Jones, the writer-director, uh, consulted, had support from GLAAD, and also a trans consultant called Scott Turner Schofield, uh, who also works on Euphoria. Oh. Um, and that was in terms of making sure that the script and the story were kind of uh, appropriate, the language was appropriate and that sort of thing, but also in, in terms of making the work uh, like a safe work environment for uh, the actor, awesome. Zoe. Um, and she had a really good experience. Um, she said... All of the women that were so aware and educated before even meeting me is what made the, f- the set feel safe. Getting to work with these women that are just very intelligent and aware of their own feelings helped me to be aware of my feelings and my boundaries. I finally had the family sense on the set for the first time. Um, so that's wonderful that's news. Nice. And Lister Jones, the director, said, In any discussion of young women, trans women's voices need to be included. And anything that's looking at feminism or is telling stories through a feminist lens... Uh, it's essential that trans women are part of that narrative. Good. Um, the uh, there was also a spoopy story to come out of the filming process, um, although it's perhaps not that spoopy. And this uh, is uh, recounted by Kaylee Spaney, who plays Lily, the main character. Right. And uh, she said, so apparently, part one of the filming places, at one of the locations, she said. Um, They ended up renting out a spot that used to be a hospital in the early 1800s that around 700 people died in. Um, She went on to say, we were filming one of the scenes and I was hanging up in the the attic space to get into character and prepare. They called me down to do a take and I left my phone in the attic. I went back upstairs and was looking at my camera roll like, what is this? It was a perfect orb. It looks like an eyeball. It was pretty frightening. She, her fear was dissipated later in a conversation uh, with somebody else. Um, and uh, uh, th- with another actor uh, who said, yes, it's very common for energies and ter- ter- spirits <laughs> to tap into phones. Uh, she said it was a guiding spirit, and the colour said it was a guiding spirit, which is what I felt on set as well. That's my spooky story for you. So it's not that spooky, oh. just a glowing eyeball on your phone. <laughs> well, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like that. Um, and also, I noticed that there were two bits, and I think this was very tactical, there were two bits uh, in the trailer that weren't featured in the film. Yes, and they weren't. Um, so, and both of them, I think the reason that they were put... So, one of them, which you might not have picked up on, was the line where they say, we are the weirdos, mister. In the trailer, that was said in like on like the street. Oh, uh, the yeah. dad said it to them on the street in like a friendly way. But then, obviously, if they'd have shown it how it happened in context, it would have spoiled yeah. that the dad was evil. And likewise, they uh, they didn't show... In the trailer, there's a bit where they look at a Polaroid of Nancy. That didn't feature in the film. And I think the reason... Obviously, there's a big reveal at the end that has actual Nancy in it. Yes. But they, did, they didn't want to show that, but they wanted to hook in people who loved the first one yeah, by yeah. having that thing. So I get why they... 
Yeah, because I assumed, because you kind of see the Polaroid falling, and I assumed it was like a cut scene from her looking through her like adoption file, and like, but you didn't have random film Polaroids of people having nervous breakdowns. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, as it's a, a brand new film, I don't have an awful lot of context to give for it, really, so that's that. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Sean. The film opens with uh, some sort of summoning ritual. Yes. Um, <laughs> and at between the three uh, original witches, not I say original, I mean the three witches at the beginning. Yes. So very loosely, the concept seems similar to the first film, although it then goes in a very different way. Yeah. Whereas there's a new girl arrives and this series of three witches need a fourth and yes. she's proves herself to be the one that they need. So funny though, right from the get-go, the, the the altar that they have just looks like a tacky kind of like shit like yeah, it's, imitation of the I actually the feel original. like this first scene um is is unnecessary, I think it's it also really labors the point that they need a fourth because they're like uh north, east, south, and then turn to the empty spot. <laughs> yeah. It's like yes, yes, we see. You need you need a fourth. Um and then uh, the next scene that we see is uh, Lily and her mother, who we think is called Helen. Although when IMDb, it says she's called Eunice, but I didn't hear that name one time in the film. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to call her Helen. Sure. Um, so uh, Lily and her mum, Helen, are in the car listening to Alanis Morissette yeah. and singing along. Pretty fun. Um, Lily has a little cry. And then the mum has a little cry. It's obviously that they're they're starting a new journey. Mm. Um, they seem from the very beginning to have a very lovely relationship. They do. Um, uh, Lily touches up her mother's. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> touches up her mother's makeup. Boom. <laughs> and, boom. Um, and then they get out to this new home. So the idea is that she, uh, they are moving in with uh, her mother's partner and his three sons. Yeah. Um, in a new city or state or wherever. Um, and uh, Lily sees a snake slithering across the grass. Yeah. And then the stepdad arrives. Stepdad is called Adam, although he's not technically a stepdad yet, and he's played by uh, David Duchovny. Yes. Is that his name? Yes, yes. Mulder. Mulder from X-Files. And he introduces his three sons, who all have very kind of biblical, maybe Jewish names, Isaiah, Isaiah, Jacob, and Abe. Abe is a little one. Jacob, it's a baby. Jacob is the same age as Lily, and Isaiah is like a really moody, petulant, tall, older one. Yeah. I think. Uh, she. So the mother and daughter have a conversation, and she she reminds her that your difference is your power because she's going to school the next day, and she's like, "Thank you for being so supportive. I know this is a big thing for you. You're being so cool about it. Um, uh, just remember when you're at school tomorrow, if you're feeling nervous, that your difference is your power. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. And she goes like. Oh, can't wait to make new friends, I bet. And she's like, we'll make a change from my old life where I had no friends. Yeah, but that implies I've ever had friends. I don't know what a franz is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the next scene is in the classroom. And uh, oh, they are, uh, the teacher's reading from I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings by uh, Maya Angelou. And um, there's some 
disturbance happening behind Lily mm. and the boys have obviously noticed something and start to laugh. And one of them, who we find out is called Timmy, mm-hmm. um, says, oh, you've dropped something. And it turns out that Lily is on her period and there's some blood trickling from She's her pants. She's dropped some blood. She's dropped some blood. And she uh, stands up and looks mortified and rushes out to the toilet. And people are kind of laughing and tittering. Yeah. But the three, uh, the three witches are looking between each other with some interest. They, they look hungry. Hungry for, <laughs> for a new witch. Um, so the witches, just to introduce you, are Tabby, uh, Lourdes, and Frankie. Uh, Frankie is kind of like the mouthpiece. She always wears like big like leopard print fur and like big sunglasses. She's very loud. Yes. Um, then we have uh, Tabby, who is uh, a black woman uh, with who's quite thin, but I don't know how yeah, else to describe no, her. She, um, she, her clothes are quite cool. And then there's Lourdes, who is the tallest of the three. She's the trans one, and she's uh, Latina. Yes. Um, they, I, I must say, they are a little bit undeveloped, those three, I think, compared to in the original one. We don't get a lot of backstory. No, that's true. Um, but Actually, no backstory, do we? No. Um this is why a Netflix series would have been quite good because yeah. I think I think the whole I don't know I'm just thinking about the the Sabrina remake and how brilliant that is yeah. and how this could really fall into a similar kind of vein. It's true. Um, so they follow her into the toilet uh, and uh, Tabby has got some gym shorts uh, that she gives to her and they kind of they they walk with her and they kind of uh, comfort her mm. and then when they're walking through the canteen um, Jacob kind of gives like a knowing kind of nod to uh, Lily and Frankie's like oh my god do you know he looked oh at you god, I love him I fancy him <laughs> and she she reveals that she is he's sort of a brother um, and again uh, Tabby fan- uh, not Tabby uh, Frankie fancying Jacob doesn't really come into it ever again either no it doesn't come um, up again so we find out that, uh, oh, that, so they spot on, uh, as in they, the three witches, spot on Lily uh, a necklace, which has the symbol of the, like, kind of ritual circle thing. Yeah, the like four, thing. Um, uh, so we, then we go back to, back home, and we find out that the stepdad is some sort of, like, it's not hugely clear what he does but he's some sort of he's a writer and he does some sort of like he's like a self-help speaker sort of thing i think but just for men yeah and he um he's oh because she, she she uh she's wandering around she finds a book that he's written uh called the crisis of masculinity mm. um and then he hears sorry she hears some screaming of some sort yes um and then she walks in on brother jacob um, who is <laughs> masturbating over some screamy porn? Oh, is um, it Jacob who's doing that? Yeah, who's you? I, I looked. I didn't see. It. I blinked. It's so quick. I blinked and I missed yeah. it. <laughs> um, and again, that's something that isn't really Dealt picked with. up on again. But I think this is starting to feed into the idea that like the boys um, are all a bit like misogynistic or being mm. brought up to be essentially. Because it sounds like the porn is quite kind of violent. Essentially, yeah. It, yeah. Um, and then, so that there's an awkward dinner where um, where the uh, there's some awkward glances being exchanged. Oh no, it's not dinner. It's when they're, they're, the the men are at the barbecue being men, and the women are in the kitchen having a little glass of wine. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, we find out that, uh, well, we assume that Lily's mum has washed her jeans uh, that had a blood stain on it. This is another thing that isn't picked up. Yeah, actually. really, it's really random. Interesting. Um, and she's just like, I didn't wash your jeans. And she's like, oh, uh, I guess Adam must have done it or something. Yeah, like, why make we... a big deal about that if it wasn't ever going to be brought up again? Yeah. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> So she uh, has a shower. She gets out of the shower. She see, She looks through into someone's bedroom. I'm not sure who it is and sees that there's a pet snake in there. Yeah, it looks like the, the one snake that was that on she the grass. Yeah. Um, and then she has a sort of quite an abstract nightmare. The next day, she's walking down uh, past the lockers in school and Timmy... I really want to do that voice for the South Park. <laughs> Timmy! Um, <laughs> is... Uh, is like whispering behind him and say something like, oh, see you in first period or something. Oh, yeah. And then uh, she like pushes him, but he goes flying um, and slams into the lockers. Yeah, like she like magic push. It's like, yeah. whoa. And the, uh, the the three witches are there to see. Um, so she, uh, her and Timmy are sent into a detention mm. and they're sat doing detention. And uh, Lily hears a voice and she's like, What? Because it's her, she hears her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the teacher's like, "Who are you talking to?" And then the voice says, "It's us. You're out fourth. If you can hear us, come to the bathroom." Um, so she get, goes out, uh, excuses herself, goes to the bathroom, and um, and they're just like, "Oh my god, it's you! You're the fourth. You can hear us." Yeah, um, they're like hysterical. They're like literally screaming. Yeah, like, they remain hysterical for quite some yeah, time as well. It's like a long period of like giddiness. Essentially. Um, and then they all walk home uh, together and they're just like, when did you start practicing witchcraft? And she's like, I didn't, like, I, I, didn't, know what I didn't know about. I was a witch. <laughs> um, and then they talk about how they've got all these plans and their long-term plan is to do shape-shifting, which again doesn't come up. Come no. up. Um, the, um, and they walk into the... Uh, she basically agrees to be the fourth. Um, yeah, it seems like she sort of like doesn't really understand what's happening, and she's like, "They're like, do you agree? Do you agree? Do you agree?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, fine, I guess." Okay. <laughs> and then they have a bit where they're walking into the forest, and uh, Frankie says, "Like, w- as women, we all all have powers anyway, like magic powers anyway. Like, we can carry babies." And this is one of the very few references to Elordes being a trans uh, woman. Is she says not all of us, and she's just like, oh yeah, of course, sorry, I didn't mean that. And she was like, yeah, but um, uh, us trans girls have magical powers too. Yeah, that's cute. Um, and yeah, the one actually just before that, which is like so tiny, it's like you miss it. It's, it's like, about periods, just about periods. And yeah. she goes like, oh, I don't have those. Sorry. Yeah, but I <laughs> so, empathize. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then they they cast a circle, and they obviously have to uh, let Lily know what the, the words to the little chants are. <laughs> yes. Um. The, and they do this thing where it's like the air, the fire, the water, the earth, return, return, yeah. the air, the fire, the blah, blah, blah. And it's no light as a feather, stiff as a board, but no. it'll do. <laughs> and then when they do this, uh, everything stops. So Lily looks up and there's a bird in the sky that's just stopped. Mm. And there's a butterfly right in front of Frankie's face. I was wondering whether that little yellow butterfly was a sort of nod to the first one as well, because they, they summon a load of yellow butterflies oh, in the yeah. first one. Um, so then they realise that they have these powers and then they decide to go and wreak some havoc on Tim. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's uh, Tabby, is it Tabby, who describes Tim as a terrorist. Yes! Um, <laughs> and uh, and Lily's a bit concerned, like, are we going to, like, we'd, I don't want us to hurt him. And um, 
and one of them is like, yes, yeah, she's right, hexing is serious. And she's like, but so is abuse. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so they break into his house with very little effort. They're yeah, just they in just his bedroom walk all in of a sudden. And then the empty house. Um, and he's got like a messy, silly boy bedroom. Yeah. Um, with stupid posters. Yeah. And they find, they need to find something that's got like the essence of him in for this spell. And they find a, a condom full of jizz yeah. um, on the floor, which you don't see. It's weird. It's like he, she's picking it up, and there's some like black like shadow across it. So yeah, you can't see they kind of mask it. It's like on you know, like when they do those like kind of naked calendars, and they're oh, yeah. strategically in front of it. Um, yeah, it's really strange that they wouldn't show that, but I guess it's. I, I, I feel like the rating is meant to be on this. Actually, maybe it's, it's PG thirteen. Oh, okay, maybe um, that's why. Yeah, but I just feel like. Used condom. Anyway, yeah, I'd, I guess I'm thinking of more like kind of like American Pie kind of teeny films where they definitely would have shown something. Yeah, like that, yeah, but, yeah. Um, the uh, so they they make up a, a concoction and they seem to also make up the spell as they go along as well. I don't like the fact that like in the first one, it's very obvious that all of their magic is rooted in like proper spells that they've yeah. learned and they've researched and they've they like kind of really practice their craft in this one it feels a little bit like making it up like and higgity hoggity uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and, like, um, and also like the little spell box that they have that they pop open is some kind like of like poly pocket yeah like, like, <laughs> we like glitter with like bedazzled and like it's like here we go girls time to do some magic <laughs> Um, so they make up this concoction. They say that in a bong. Well. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then they smear it across Tim's pillow, and then um, they hear Tim coming up the stairs. So they all go to escape out of the window, and Lily manages to stop time again, yeah. so that they can all escape. And before they leave, they notice he has a Ouija board as well. Just oh yes, like poking out of his cupboard. Um, and then we see, and then they're all uh, excited and dancing in the rain together. And then we see a little bit of a montage. Uh, which kind of whizzes past some uh, quite key moments. Yes. Uh, one is them uh, duplicating the lights of feather stiff as a board scene from the first yeah. film. Um, and it's Frankie who's floating. Um, then we see them doing a Ouija board. Um, yeah. And it working. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, it's really funny as well. They have like a little like uh, resin with like flowers, planchette that they use. It's very beautiful. Um, very girly. Yes. <laughs> and then we see a bit where they've all got these like colourful auras around them. Yeah, because one of them mentions you can see they can see auras. I can't remember which one it is. And then they start glowing. <laughs> and then we see Lily taking a magical bath. Oh. Um, which was the scene that you hated in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, it's really like, you know, like an advert for Lush or something. It's yeah. just like floating flowers. It's, it's also unexplained. It's like, um, um, why is she naked? And they're all just standing around watching her get in a bath. As well. <laughs> it's just such a weird bit. And then we see a cute little scene where um, we're, there's like a, who we presume is a gay man being bullied, oh, yeah. uh, held against lockers in the school by a guy in like a big Mac. Mm. And then one of them, I think it might be Lourdes, walks it past is, yeah. and kind of like casts a little spell so that his jacket turns into like a, a rainbow, rainbow flag. flag. <laughs> and he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's cute. Um, and then um, they are sat, so in the classroom, they're sat watching uh, a video about sex. And there's uh, quite a handsome young man with dark hair and dark brows who's making crude kind of like uh, sexist comments. Mm. Um, and Tim, 
who obviously has fallen prey to this uh, woke spell. to the semen woke spell, um, <laughs> is like, you, you need to kick him out of the class. This is inappropriate. People can be triggered by this sort of language. Um, and then there's a bit where that, like the, the, the witches are all looking at each other, just like, what? Have we made him woke? Um, and then there's a bit later, I think this might be my favourite line, actually, where they're talking about how he's definitely like a changed man because of the spell. And one of them is like, he called himself cisgender in seventh period. Yeah. <laughs> and someone was like, and in eighth period, he was talking about her, uh, heteronormativity. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we see them getting ready for uh, a party, and they all look ridiculous. Yeah, I think they're meant to look really cool, but they just like look really lame. Yeah. I, th- I think the thing that they've got wrong with the fashion in this, because th- that is definitely the biggest weakness yeah. compared to the first one. Like, they never look cool, apart from the funeral maybe, but other than that. The funeral is cool. Um, yeah, that's they, I think there's a weird bit where they're trying to make the outfits a little bit nostalgic 90s, but they're getting it kind of wrong. Yeah, they just needed something a cool young stylist to be involved in this and that obviously wasn't it's yeah. sort of really sad because it would have been such a kind of easy thing for them to have like good yeah. like clothes just to sort of and also that. plain like the clothes in the first one are plain clothes like yeah. it's just like a shirt and some braces and yeah. like a skirt like they it's not look, like they just look kind of slick and good yeah. they just look kind of like they're, yeah. they're chaotic their outfits are chaotic you know what it reminds this. me of you know on the X Factor when, when you see them on the live shows for the first time <laughs> and they've all been made over by stylists <laughs> and they're all wearing like leg warmers and <laughs> like a pearl necklace for no reason it's all very that it's really <laughs> funny because like Frankie was dressed as a bit like kind of Pat off East End or something like yeah. a big float leopard fur frink jacket and just like a bit frumpy and like and you said that Lily always looks like she's off to a business meeting yeah she's a little business lady she's got like a long black sensible coat it's like I've just been to Zara (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they're at the party and uh, there's uh, a blonde uh, girl there who's like a bit of a bully to Lily she says um, oh um what did she say? Like, my favourite films are period pieces or yeah. something like that. And then, um, and then Frankie defends her and she's like, oh, it's funny, you think you look pretty or something. And then she, um, the the bully is like slammed against the wall uh, by, by unseen hands. <laughs> um, and she's just like, careful, words hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Lily goes to the toilet and bumps into Tim en route, who apologises and says he recognised he was really awful, uh, just wants to apologise. And then the other girls join him and he's just like, um, if you want to come for a real party, I've got some, uh, I've got like uh, a supply of drink and also I've, I've got a playlist, a really diverse playlist diverse and I'm open playlist. to recommendations. And then they all get really excited because Princess Nokia plays. Oh my God, he's playing Princess Nokia. (laughs) And and then all of a sudden they're all like, they've all got heart eyes for him. Yeah. And he he mentions how he really loves her music and he he read an article by Janet Mock about her. It's it's a little bit trite. (laughs) I like it. Um, And then uh, him and Lily are speaking, just the two of them. And he's also got a necklace uh, and he points out her necklace and is like, oh, I like this. And she said, oh, it's it's from my mum. And he says, oh, I've got a necklace from my mum as well. Um, she's dead. 
and uh, and he's like, can I tell you something really embarrassing? And obviously he's very uninhibited now that he's... Uh, he's also acting really adorable. I just like, anyway, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting, actually, because you end up really feeling sorry for him. Yeah. Which is interesting because at first he's a dick. Yeah. But um, the... Um, yeah, he says, can I tell you something really embarrassing? I actually still talk to her. I use a, a Ouija board to speak to her. Um, and she's, Lily's really like, oh, I'd do the same. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. And then they all go for a, a big dancing. Yeah, it's a little cool dance montage. Yeah. And then the next scene, we see them in the cafeteria. And this is <clears throat> probably the cheesiest attempt to recreate an iconic yeah. moment from the first one. Where they're kind of, the scene where they're all walking in, in tandem. Like slow-mo, um, just looking really yeah. iconic. They do this, except they're all dressed like clowns. Yeah. <laughs> and they have Tim with them. Why do you call him Tim? Timmy. Timmy, all right. Mm. I was just being a bit Tim more... Tim I was just being more formal <laughs> and respectful of the dead. Um, oh, spoiler. Um, <laughs> so they're walking with Timmy. Yeah, all in a weird, like, uh, kind of like... Like a duck di- formation. Yeah, it is, like Medusa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um... And then Jacob, who's obviously a bit annoyed that he's spending time with the girls, is like, we need to do our biology homework. Come on. And, he, and he's like, I'll catch you guys later. I mean girls. I mean women. Women with an X. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, so then the next scene we see, uh, the, wit- the, the witches are all together at uh, Lily's house. And Isaiah, who, Isaiah, is it Isaiah? Yeah. Is who is the moody older brother is playing on a computer game and Tabby's like my turn next and he's like get off don't touch that and then they all do a little silent nod between them and they make the TV like uh, break, break. Um, and then uh, Timmy arrives with Jacob and he's like why don't we all hang out together and Jacob doesn't want to so he storms off so Timmy goes up to the uh, the bedroom with the girls Ooh. and they play uh, two truths one lie. Yeah. Um, although nobody plays the rules correctly. No. <laughs> um, so Tabby starts and she says her three truths or lies are uh, she would like to have more black friends. I like that she addresses that. Uh, that she is constantly worried about her brother's safety. And then the third one is I don't like Beyonce. And um, and she's like, uh, I cheated. I told three truths. And they're like, you, you don't, don't like, like Beyonce? Beyonce? And she's like... I love Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Timmy goes next. And his three facts are that he got his necklace from his mother, which we know. Mm. Um, the second one is that he's a virgin. And they all laugh, suggesting that we know that he is not. Mm. And then the third one is that him and Isaiah hooked up. <sighs> it's so random and sudden as well, that bit. It's like, we're like, <gasps> Yeah. And then he does some bisexual crying. Uh, <laughs> I, that's what I've written here. Bisexual crying he's commences. Like, well, he, yes, he talks about how he still likes girls and like him and Isaiah hooked up. And it's a little bit more nuanced than this bisexual crying. Thank you. It's very touching. I like this scene. Yeah, it's good. like um, yeah, he's like Isaiah wouldn't even look at me anymore, and like I can't tell Jacob because he'd kill me, and like yeah, and then he's like really sobbing. and he says that um, that people just assume that you're gay, but he's bisexual. And yeah. He likes both. Um, and they're all like really supportive. Yeah, it's really sweet. Um, then we have another awkward dinner. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and interesting, I, the, the a character that I find really interesting is Abe, the younger brother. 
because the other one. Because he's less toxic than the rest of the men in that family. If I was thinking it's like you see the kind of like levels of toxic from Abe up to dad, like in oh, terms yeah, of like the, 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 the oldness. Yeah, which suggests that toxicity is learned. Yes. Um, yeah, because the younger one actually um, breaks the tension of the male by kind of pandering to his dad yeah in, in, yeah. in a way that is actually really like thoughtful I think. yeah um and then she goes this is one of the strangest scenes she so lily that is goes back up to her bedroom and uh timmy's bisexual <laughs> jacket is there <laughs> it is bisexual um, colors by the way. um and uh she picks it up and gives it a little sniff and then uh, she gets into bed and she does like, she, she lights a candle. She takes the jacket with she her. She t- puts the jacket in the bed with her. She does a little love spell. And then she starts to masturbate. Yes! Um, <laughs> as you said, it looked like she was looking for something. Yes! <laughs> Just with some little lost chains. Vaguely rummaging around down there. <laughs> And then, while she's wanking, Tim interrupts, and she's just like, "Oh, it's just meditating." <laughs> um, he was like, "Sorry to interrupt." And he's like, "Have you got my jacket?" And she's like, "No." no. And there's like a lump in her bed. <laughs> um, and he he thanks her. He's just like, "Thank you for um uh for like listening." I feel like a weight's been lifted. Yeah. Um. And then they do some smooching. Yeah. And then. And then the brother shouts to him and he goes off. And then he texts her straight away saying, To, to be, be continued, continued smiley <laughs> emoticon. Um, and then uh, that night, uh, Lily wakes up and there's a figure in, like a very vague outline of a figure in the yeah. mirror. And she gets up and walks towards it. And you see another figure in the background. And she turns around and sees this figure. Um, and she walks very, very softly towards it. And you very vaguely see the figure features come into... I think they do this bit quite well, um, actually. Yeah, they do. I think this is the one scary bit of the, yeah, of yeah. the film. Um, and then you realise that it's uh, Isaiah, yeah. the older brother, yeah. who's been sleepwalking. And the, Jacob comes and like, takes him and turns the light on. So, you've been sleepwalking again? Yoink. Yeah. <laughs> and that's never addressed again. No. I'm interested to know what that means. I think... I think basically there's it's meant to imply there's some kind of spooky occult element to the way that he's, the children are being raised um, by the dad and his sleepwalking has something to do with it and the fact that I think he owns the snake. Um, I think yeah, obviously we don't I, we never know anything more about it. I read that slightly differently. I thought it could be read in two ways. One is that it shows that he is like troubled by his sexuality that he can't yeah. sleep. Um, or, because that's the same night that we know what happens to Tim, yeah. me, Timmy, 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 that um, that there's some relation to that as well. Yeah. Um, so the next day uh, at school, uh, the teacher comes in looking very sad. Timmy's chair is notably empty. empty. Uh, and he reveals that Timmy died and that it looks like... Uh, the cause of death was, was suicide. Just thinking back on that, they probably wouldn't tell. The no, I thought that. It was no, suicide. it just no. Just say he fell out of bed. <laughs> um, the uh, she's obviously bereft. She runs uh, to the toilet, crying. Uh, the three other witches follow her, and then she reveals that she did a love spell on him. That she doesn't believe that he killed himself because he said that he was finally felt like it was a weight off his shoulders. Mm. He seemed really happy. Um, and they're just like, but he was, he, this is the bit that I think is a bit weird. They're like, but he already had a spell on him as if they'd kind of overdosed him on spells. Yeah. Or something. Um, 
And then Tabby says, we need to take a break from magic. If you're not using uh, your power responsibly, then we shouldn't be using it at all. Mm. Um, they're a lot more self-aware than the witches from the original yeah, ones, where yeah. they're just like, we let's yeah. call it out. <laughs> um, and then uh, the others agree, and they all walk away. So Lily's kind of on her own. Yeah, but I think they're a little bit over the top with that. Bit. It's just like she cast a love spell. But it's weird as well, because the conversation they have is originally like, oh my God, you think we made him too woke, and that's why he killed himself, essentially. And then it's like, uh, the, yeah. the problem with being too aware <laughs> yeah. is that you went... <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> I can't exist. Um, but yeah, then like, and then they quickly turn it around onto like when they find out that like a little love spell well so yeah yeah, i guess they aren't taking any accountability for their own part of it but i think it's more the fact that they feel betrayed that she let a little crush kind of make her do magic on her own but i don't remember there ever being any agreement that you couldn't do magic yeah i don't remember that agreement either i I didn't see that i don't remember that being signed by a notary (laughs) um the so then uh back in the house lily c- creeps down the stairs and uh the dad adam is running some sort of s- men's circle thing yeah where they um it looks a bit kind of freemasony actually yeah, it um, does. where they um he's talking about like uh uh power is order and uh you have to expel the weak and kind of the the strong will survive and all of this and he brings Jacob into the circle and says, uh, my friend has lost, uh, my son's lost his friend. Um, and he's like trying to fight back his tears. And he's like, no, you are not weak. You're not weak. You're strong. And he kind of screams and cries. And he's just like, Tim, Timmy was weak. Yeah. And then Jacob lets out this big scream. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so Lily does some nighttime wandering. And she stops in front of the this kind of like wooden plaque with a crest on it. Mm. And... Adam, the stepdad, uh, is there and apologizes for um, for being hard on her earlier, which we didn't actually mention, but he's a bit he dick to her. Yeah, a bit rude. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, you know, I had to raise three men on my own, three boys on my own, uh, and we have, you know, I'm very strict about rules. I realize that's not how you and your mother do it. I'm sorry. Um, and she accepts it, and he says, "Oh, the fact that uh, that's our family crest," and he takes it off the wall, and he's just like. Um, uh, it's got like a snake around it and he's like snakes are um seen as like uh bad omens but actually in in the pagan tradition it's a symbol of rebirth and then he says to be continued and she looks a little wait a sec timmy said that timmy also said that and then she has nightmares about snakes and daggers and timmy blood. and blood and then the next day she wakes her mum she wakes up screaming. Or she something. wakes up screaming and the mama <clears throat> rushes in. Yeah. And she's like, we're not safe. We have to go. And she's trying to explain it, but she realizes that actually it's just a sort of series of abstract dreams that she's trying to. Yeah, like gibberish. Um, so we have to leave run safe for uh, uh, reasons. So um, <laughs> the next thing is she goes to find a, oh, it's just before the funeral. Of Timmy. Yeah. And she goes into, for no particular reason... Yeah, no, but it's not rummaging. explained actually now I'm thinking about it. She just goes through the filing cabinet to find the file that's on her that the dad has done. Because basically there's a bit earlier on in the film where like, the mom's like, I'm a scatterbrain. All my papers are just in a shoebox. He's going to help me organise them. Um, so, but I don't know why she goes looking for her file, but she does anyway. Yeah, and she finds uh, an adoption certificate. Um, that shows that her full name is Lilith. 
Mm. Um, and Lilith, of course, was Adam's first wife, yes. and the uh, w- w- class of women demons. The women demons. Um, and uh, the mother comes in, and she's like, "How could you do this?" And she's like, "I promised the birth mother that I would. She'd gone and undergone a lot of trauma. I promised her I wouldn't tell you. I'm sorry." And she's like really sad and annoyed. And then they go. Sad to the, and annoyed. They go to the funeral. <laughs> they go to the funeral, and the other three witches do look cool. Yeah, um, like Lawrence is wearing that black lipstick. Iconic. Yeah. Um, and uh, Frankie's got some nice little sort of sequin sleeves. Uh, poofy numbers. I wonder if I'll ever wear black lipstick to a funeral. I think it'd be quite a power move. That'd be someone I didn't like very much, I think. <laughs> or someone that you really like. Oh, you could yeah. wear it to I would invite you to wear it to mine. Thank you, I But will. also, I'm going to outlive you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, so uh, the witches won't talk to her at the funeral. And then her mum's just like, Lily, as she walks past, and she kind of puts a hand up as if to say, talk to the hand, mum. But instead, uh, mummy goes flying across the floor. Um, And then we see uh, the witches after the funeral uh, saying that they need to bind her to stop her from using her powers. And then I forget who, but one of them is like, are we any better? And this is where the subject of consent comes up, because obviously... What they've done to uh, Timmy wasn't really practicing their wokeness no. because he, he, well, first of all, he didn't consent to falling in love with her, although it suggested that it was going that way anyway. Yeah. But um, but then also they would... They made they, him woke without consent. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they recognised that there's an element of like violence in yes. their spells. Um, so they also bind themselves. Um, then we see, uh, the mother in inverted um, saying to Lily, like, um, uh, suggesting that she always knew about this power. Um, and she asks to take the burden or the curse on. And she's like, uh, your difference is, uh, is dangerous. Um, I need you to say this. Say, in the name of Manon, I give you my power and I'll take the power on and then it's my burden, not yours. And then Lily's like, I know you're not my mum because my mum would never say that my difference is dangerous uh, because like her thing was always like, your difference is powerful. Um, And then all of a sudden the mother turns into the dad. David Jacobi. David Jacobi. And then disappears. And then she's looking around to find him and then he just appears out of nowhere and punches her. Um, So then... Uh, back to the three witches in someone's bedroom. They have a Ouija board on the floor. Mm. The the, uh, planchette starts to move around Mm. and says, it's Timmy or something. Yeah, I don't know what it spells out originally, but then it spells out Timmy. And I guess it then spells out what's happening. The danger is that it is a foot. Um, It is a foot. Which is a foot. (laughs) Um, Dangerous foot. (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, Lily wakes up in the forest um, in a forest, I should yeah, say. Yeah, it's all dark. Um, and um, the stepdad Adam is there, and he's saying, uh, she's trying to like cast him away, but her her powers have gone because she's been bound. Yes. Um, and he says, oh, you can thank that. You you can thank your friends for yes. that. So called friends. And he says, the problem with girls with power is they're too weak not to use it against each other. Mm. Um. And he says, this is how it's always been. Uh, power, this order belongs to 
and blah blah blah. And she, he, uh, he, Lily says, "Where's my mother?" And he says, "Oh, she's tied up right yeah. now." Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says, "We can do this the easy way or the hard way. You have to give me your power, but the only way a witch can give up her power is if she willingly does it." Um, so you can do it the easy way or the hard way. And he, she says, you'll have to kill me first. And he says, oh, good. The, the easy, easy way. way. And then he like grabs her by the neck and like kind of goes to swing for her. And then uh, the uh, he freezes. So Ooh. time freezes. And the other witches arrive. And they're there to save her. And they unbind her. And then he, he when he's unfrozen, he says, you, you ladies should watch out in this forest. There are some weirdos out here. And they say... We are the weirdos, mister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It um, seems cool, actually. The way they deliver it is kind of like, it's like, it's kind of just like a, I don't know, like a battle cry almost. Yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. And then uh, they create like a fireball around him, uh, yeah. which he manages to break out of. And then he bats them all aside apart from Lily. Oh, and then also maybe Lily. And then he says, power is order. It belongs in the hands of those who know how to use it. Mm. And then he also says... Um, uh, you tried to create Timmy in your own image, image, um, and that was weakness. Mm. So there's something, there's an implication here about being like kind of, uh, sensitive and kind and aware is, are all like kind of feminine qualities. Yeah. I think, I think that like the dad is basically taking on a kind of meninist incel type sort of persona. Like that's the vibe of his order or his religion or his like you know program whatever it is um yeah but yeah so. mm. um and he says so he killed timmy to kind of restore order so that everything was in its right place i didn't thing. really understand that like how he knew what was going on with timmy well like, he's a warlock isn't he oh well, yeah magic um, i suppose yeah um and then as he's saying all this um the three witches that are scattered around because he's saying this to lily are saying like uh, north, east, yeah. south, and he's like, and she starts to get up, and he goes, "Where do you think you're going?" And she goes, "West." <laughs> and then it goes, "Go west." <laughs> um, and then they do that little air, fire, water, earth ditty. Yes. Um, and he erupts into flames, and they're all stood around him on fire, and he says, "It's your turn to burn." Yeah. Not in Irish, though. Oh, it's your, your turn, turn to, to burn. burn. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then the next scene is the the gals all walking down the road to have a joy old time. Yeah. Um, and then Helen or Eunice, <laughs> the mother, is in her car and is just like, "Come on, Lily, you're ready." And they're all just like, "Oh, good luck." And then Frankie's just like, "How's the warlock dating pool treating you, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Lily's mum?" And she's like, "It's too soon." Yeah. But she seems pretty chill about her husband, yeah. be- her boyfriend being. I know. I was just like, trying to imagine that conversation, like. Just to fill you in, uh, <laughs> your boyfriend was a warlock, tried to kill me. We all burnt him in the woods. He also did kill Timmy. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's, they all wish her luck. She's obviously off to do something that she's nervous about. And oh, then they yeah. drive somewhere. And then the final scene, we saw mm. her, we see her walking into some sort of institution. Um, and she, uh, the woman behind the desk is just like, what, what relation are you? And she's like, she's my mother. She's my mother. And then, you ain't my, my mother. Because it's in you every say film, that. isn't it? I know. Um, and then uh, she she walks into this little room uh, and there's someone with long black hair on the bed. And she's like, uh, she's like, who are you or something? And she's like, I'm Lily. I'm your daughter. And then she turns around 
And it's Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> um, and then it ends. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, that, that was the, the end was really good. Was yeah. Seeing Nancy. Yeah. It was so exciting. The build up as I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be her. It's gonna be her. Apoplectic. And it was her. <laughs> um, and then the film ends. The end. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about representation. Yes, I'd love that. Um, so, uh, people of color, obviously, we have Tabby. And also Lourdes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, aside from the, the main witches, it's quite a white film, though. But also, Tabby does make mention of this, but perhaps it's a little bit. Um, it's a little bit throwaway to kind of acknowledge the whiteness of the film, maybe. Just like, I wish I had some black friends. Um, and I think it's maybe even lazier to then kind of hint at the fact that her brother encounters danger, yeah. which we assume is because he's a black man. Yeah. Um, and it's not developed any further than that. That's true. But it's at least alluded to, which is better than... Better than not at all. Um, and she's a great character. As is Lourdes. Yes. Who is uh, Latina. Yes. Um, but otherwise quite a white cast. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything more to say about that. Yeah, it is quite a white cast. And it's, yeah, like, I think really, like, all the characters are quite underdeveloped, <laughs> except for, like, Lily. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Because, like, if you think in the first one, we get there all of their background stories, even if it's just like, oh, she's got burns all over her, or she doesn't you know she's bullied yeah. because of her hair or whatever yeah yeah like there's there's a bit more depth to the characters in, in that yeah um disability there isn't any representation of that no um women obviously it's good yeah i i think um i mean it's like a, a feminist film yeah even if it's like kind of feminism light but yeah. um but it's probably because it's funny because a lot of the reviews suggested that like this this film is really only of interest to people who love the first one, but I actually think it's aimed at like young, young yeah, women. I feel like it's or, almost like, girls. like a little bit like it won't age well because it's like a little bit too current, like a little bit too on the zeitgeist yeah. and like on the nose of like kind of like they're like woke as a sort of concept and like. Yeah. Um, and they labour the, the wokeness quite a lot, I guess. Um, even though I don't think it's actually a bad thing. Like, I think it's just the fact they call it woke over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously the whole thing with the dad being some kind of, like, you know, kind of meninist, kind of, like, awful, like, patriarchal mm. nightmare, like, who hates women and thinks I mean, that I men don't are think in control. I think that'll age, <laughs> because well, I don't yeah, see that yeah, changing yeah. anytime soon. But, yeah, I know what you mean. I, um, but I think the... Um, I think it's interesting in terms of how it positions... Because I think the, the good thing is most of the women have a really good relationship with each other. Yes. I really like the relationship between mother and daughter. Agreed. I think that's very lovely throughout. Um, they It's trans-inclusive, yes. um, which is worth mentioning. Uh, and also the, the like strong relationships between women is contrasted with the relationships between men, which is like the relationship that... Uh, Lily has with Helen or Eunice yeah. <laughs> is like really really lovely and close and they're very like open with each other they cry in front of each other um, They the only blip is that she didn't tell her that she was adopted but other than that it's a very strong relationship whereas we see the father 
kind of ruling the boys with an iron fist where they're all a little bit uncomfortable. It's sort of a strange double standard as well because like when he's like that whole bit in the circle where he's like, yeah, cry, let it out. But then he's like, but it doesn't make you weak, but like Timmy was weak. It's like, well, wait, where are you drawing the line about weakness? Is it like emotional sensitivity? Like you're allowed to cry as long as you then... Are manly about the way you cry. It's yeah, like, like if you because because he then screams to cry. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a man cry. That's well a man, man cry. That's yeah, the right kind of man cry. <laughs> I also like the fact that they do, however briefly, show like a, a girl bully as well. So it's not just like all oh, women are wonderful. Mm. It's like oh, there is actually a woman that's like dragging down another woman, taking the piss out of having a period. And and they yeah. point that out. They're just like, oh, that's really big if you like kind of yeah. uh, women tearing down other women because of a period. Yeah, sort of ridiculous. Thing. I'm just trying to think. It's not very, like, nuanced, really, I guess. Like, and it's quite kind of on the nose in terms of the kind of, like, the feminist messaging. Um, oh, sure. I can see that this film, that loads of people will hate this film. Yeah. Because they'll see it being too much of, like, the kind of, like... Uh, woke social justice kind of um, but I think for who it's aimed at who is probably kids yes it, I think it's really well pitched I think it's good I think that it's like you know it's it's like easy to like <laughs> criticise wokeness but it's uh, like the concept of just like being aware and like being aware of your privilege and making it into a joke but actually I think it's like really important that it's like played out and shown I haven't actually seen that done so like kind of blatantly in a way like where it's just like, it's just telling it how it is. Like, I think, you know, being that we're in a kind of woke uh, environment ourselves in our friendship groups, we kind of are quite used to having these conversations. But I, I don't know how often a lot of people do have conversations about their privilege and about their, their wokeness or about their kind of like their, their politics, essentially. And so, like, yeah, I think it's quite kind of like in a bare face kind of like, in a good way like yeah and i think with anything like this like if you are saying something that hasn't really been said in a very i mean it has been said a million times but not in a really direct way to a very particular audience then i think you start pretty obvious yeah yeah. you can worry about the nuance on the craft 10 yeah (laughs) (laughs) um shall we talk about queer representation yeah um well i mean it's sort of funny with lauders because I was really worried that they'd kind of, like, uh, do the trans stuff really sloppily and it would be kind of a bit, like, eek, up, stop. Um, but it's almost so irrelevant that it's hardly ever mentioned. Which I love. Yeah. Which I really love. Um, it's... Yeah, it's, it's kind of the opposite of what I was expecting, um, but in a good I, way. And that's exactly why, like, you can see when they've consulted with trans people to yes. make a trans character because it... And it, it could have been part of the story and it could have been handled sensitively, but it didn't need to be uh, because she was no more or less developed than the other characters. Yeah, she seemed um, like she was sort of like pretty secure in her identity and she didn't need sort of like sort of a sob story essentially to yeah. make her like she just was like, you know, dressing amazing and just being iconic and then mm. just like just being herself with the gals. And it wasn't like, yeah. Yeah, I guess the. The anomaly, because I'm thinking about things like Schitt's Creek and what was that? Sex education, mm. where we kind we kind of see this utopia world where like homophobic bullying doesn't really happen happen so much. Uh, yeah. And and in this, presumably, I don't know if we don't know if the other if she's out 
to everyone. everyone at school. Yeah. But she doesn't encounter any transphobia. transphobia in a school where bullying is obviously rife because we do see homophobic bullying happening. Yes. Um, that's we do true. see lots of sexist bullying happening. So maybe that's a bit of an anomaly, but not enough for me to resent the fact that she's actually just been shown as like a trans woman. No, maybe it's nice to see like a trans woman not being like terrorized or like, you know, a victim of violence um, and just, yeah, just living her life. Um, So yeah, like I think that's good really. And also she's played by a trans actress, which can't be kind of of understated how important that is. But but then there's also a goodbye representation as well. Yeah. probably see even less frequently you never see by um, representation especially from men um so yeah it's kind of like and it's yeah it's kind of like it was very sensitively done in that whole scene where he like come he's like yeah he comes out doesn't he essentially it's um, that's a lovely scene I, yeah. I normally kind of roll my eyes at coming out scenes just because i feel like there's there are more interesting stories that our community has to tell about yeah. the, like trauma of coming out but this is actually really beautifully done yeah and, and they, they, they didn't uh, do any kind of cheesy music or anything it was just like all the gals just looking really like sensitively just listening and like and nobody said anything like that's such it, an empower that yeah. important thing to just like literally just listen yeah um yeah i i really loved that scene actually. yeah it was lovely um yeah i wonder if the legacy of this film will be that scene yeah i feel like that might be the the thing that people take away from this. Yeah. Well, queers will take away from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And then also, there's potentially then some gay representation. Well, there is, because we see uh, what we assume is a gay boy being abused. And that's quite like a light, funny moment, which I think is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, And then also, there's the suggestion that maybe Isaiah Isaiah is gay. Yeah. Or bi. Um, Yeah. There's that one random... Uh, I mean, it's awful to say, because you really shouldn't judge by appearances, but there is, like, a really obviously gay face, gay per- like, student <laughs> in one of the classes, just, like, looking really sassy towards the camera. Just like, <laughs> I'm here. I, looking towards the camera, I like that. So gay, he breaks the form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's like, like uh-huh. So I'm thinking now, actually, about Isaiah um, and how potentially interesting his character could be, because... He's really moody and withdrawn and unpleasant and quite aggressive. Um, and then obviously is having his comp- like sleepwalking, mm. which could potentially be like, I mean, it could just be that he sleepwalks, but it could be a sign. And obviously, if we read him as a gay man, his character makes a lot of sense if we think about the context that he lives in, which is yeah, his dad's his kind dad. of uh, man prison. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think it's great queer representation. I do as well, actually. Um, and it, it doesn't feel overstated. It doesn't feel obvious. Not that it can do, I think. But it, like, it, it's, it's not a main focus of the story. It's just an element that adds yeah. a bit of depth. Um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, agreed. Well done. Well done, The Crap um, Legacy. Shall we do the awards? Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> it's the awards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, they, can, they can't all be classics. Some of, some of them have to be stinkers. Um, so, best minor character? Uh, mine was the one that I just mentioned, the gay breaking gay. Gay break the fourth wall in class. So, I've semi-cheated for this one. My best minor character was Nancy. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> but she's like a major character, really. Uh, is she in this film? <laughs> Uh, what do you think is the spookiest moment? 
I think uh, we already said as well, like the the kind of the seawalking kind of looks like a shadow man, yeah, um, lurking in the corner of the room. It's kind of the only scary bit, really, isn't it? But it's good. yeah, yeah. Um, what's the funniest moment? Uh, I like the bit where it's like I heard him say he was cisgender in That's seventh mine period. As well. Um, best death obviously when the annoying dad gets burnt alive there's only two deaths isn't there so yeah and then the worst death is Timmy's. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was very sad. It's kind of heartbreaking. Think, I don't think I'll ever get over the death of yeah, Timmy's. Because he was, he became a really great character. Yeah, I, I fell in love with him personally. Did you? I did. Interesting. Um, I still thought he looked weird. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think is the queerest moment? Uh, I think. Well, I mean, like his coming out, probably. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't really classify any like Lord's characters like queer. It's like she's just a trans woman living her best life. The um, yeah, agreed. That coming out scene is brilliant. Um, and sexist character. Oh, I love Timmy. Did Woke she? Timmy. I actually Woke. like bullied Timmy as well, which is such a terrible, oh, terrible thing. I feel very ashamed to admit it. Yeah, you should. I'm glad that he turned around and was now woke Timmy, but then I was sad but he was dead Timmy. Yeah, but also he was only woke Timmy because of a spell. Timmy. Yeah, but it seemed like it suited him well. He had a lot of emotions deep underneath, yeah, that's I think. True. Um, my sexist character was Nancy. Um, okay. she, well, she did beautiful. look a bit broken. But no, yeah. she looked beautiful. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, how many pumpkins? Oh my god. I'm trying to remember how many pumpkins we gave the original. I think you might have given it five. Yeah, probably. And I would have well, given it four or four and a half. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, like, I've done my best to, like, withhold, like, comparing the two. But, I mean, if it was to compare the two, then this would just be a minor blip. <laughs> like, it would be, if it was a comparative of five pumpkins to this film, it would be no pumpkins. But in its own right, <laughs> I'm going to score it. Um, and if it was just a standalone film, um, I think... I, I like I I thought it was good. I mean, it's I don't think it is a good film. I think there's it. I don't, I'm struggling with this one. Like I want to give it like two point five three. Like I think because I expected to hate it, and I think it could have been a lot better. I think that like like even just talking back through the film now made me realize that actually all the ingredients were there for it to be iconic. Something about it didn't tie together very well for me, though. Like, it felt like, like maybe what that review said about it being too squished together, like, it was mm. felt a bit rushed, some of it, and like, then just a bit random. Um, I didn't like the whole like David Jacobi being like a warlock demon. I don't know, I thought yeah. like his, his eyes turning black was like the only evidence of him being. Anyway, sorry, yeah. I'm interrupting I, you. I, 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 I do really like the fact that they didn't try and recreate the plot of the first one, because that was one of our concerns, that they were just going to try and do it kind of yeah, scene yeah. to scene, and like, they tried something different. And actually something that I mentioned in the first, like in the review of the first one, was that I really hated the fact that all the girls like turned on each other, and that I wished that they'd all just like been happy and like continued with their their coven and just like become more successful and powerful and uh, like a way out of that like would be to have an external kind of like force maybe a man um being the kind of like the target of their their powers 
actually came to fruition in this film. Mm. So I was very glad to see that. Yeah, and also the um, the presence of Manon wasn't as kind of... It's only mentioned once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the man. Yes. Um, on. <laughs> on. Um, and yeah, so that the the strength is in their sisterhood, not in this god yes, demon thing. That's true. Actually, yeah, they never talk about it, like invoking any kind of external powers no. except for yeah. Their own. Their own. Yes. I really liked it. Like mm. I thought it was good. Mm. I think as a standalone film, I found it very, very enjoyable, mm. very watchable. Um I, I my main complaint is the fashion. Yeah. <laughs> like I just wish it looked iconic. Yeah. Some of the effects are a bit dodge. Yeah. Um, although not as cringy as I expected from the trailer. I expected no. to hate it. I didn't hate it. I really enjoyed it. I thought the queer representation was brilliant. I think it's a good film for a different generation. Yes. Um is. and uh yeah, I actually really loved it. I would give it three and a half pumpkins. I thought it was a great film. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say three. Um, and I also think it was nice. It, it it was a 2020 follow-on from an iconic 90s film. It was never yeah. reached the heights of it. But I think it's the best version of what it could have been. Um, yeah. And I actually feel really good about it. Like, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I think I think I, I, probably, I, like, you're right. Like, had it been a bit cooler, like, just, like, uh, aesthetically, um, like, with the fashion and some of the magic being a bit less sparkly and a bit, like, girly in a silly way. Like, had it just been a bit slicker and a bit, like, kind of, like, edgier or cooler, then it would have... Yeah, maybe just a bit darker. It would have amped it up. Yeah, um, it would have amped it up a little bit, I think. I think it's it, feel, it definitely feels like they were sort of like playing with some kind of like ratings problems with the like stuff like where they hid the condom and like yeah. they must have sort of had to it seems a bit toned down in a way like it's it mm. seems a bit PG yeah um, that's true well it's funny that she has like a little like a little wank, wank scene yeah. yeah just popped into my head yeah. so, um, maybe it's maybe people want to think she's just rubbing the jacket around. <laughs> It does look very lovely. It's a lovely Just texture. rubbing it on the trousers. <laughs> um, but I think I think we we I think we were both prepared to find it awful. Yeah, I'm also really glad that. Um, the like the male reviewers, it's all been men just being like it shit because it's they're obviously just going to be stupid, stinky men being like, I don't get this film, this isn't for me, I hate it. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to like the sort of like long reads like written by women, yeah, like, and queer people just saying like this film is amazing. But but also thinking about it, like I mean, and obviously this is based on absolutely nothing, but like. Who was the first film for? It wasn't for straight men, was no, it? No, definitely it not. It was for women and queers. And yeah, that's sort of, that's true. And it's for them to then try and claim it and say, it's nothing on the first film. It's like, well, you didn't like it in the first place. Yeah, pretend. the first one was Where were you? You, 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 you? You're not allowed to like the first <laughs> film, actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's really sweet. I also think it's, it's part of a wave of really interesting remakes where... Some of them land really, really well, and some of them not so well. Like, Sabrina is an example of something that was brilliant. Yeah, they're really brilliant. Um, iconic. And things like... Oh, God, I can't think of any now. I thought you were going to say The Witches Room. <laughs> well, oh, yes, actually, yeah. we watched The Witches. And, like, I, I feel kind of, like, similarly about that, where it's just, like, the fir- I fucking love the original Witches, and I was prepared to hate the remake, and I didn't. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, it was And really it's, a, it's, it's a new film. It's a different film. Like, I feel like sometimes we get so... Uh, swept up in being like 
oh, the, the first film is so untouchable. And it's just like, well, that's fine because the first film is still there. Um, yeah. This is something new that kind of adds something rather than kind of taking away from it. The only time that I reject my own stance on this is The Wicker Man, because the remake of The Wicker oh, Man is a fucking stinko. joke. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, it's funny because, like, I really love, like, um, irreverence and, like, people's, like, shitting on tradition, essentially. And so, like, any kind of reboots, like, I get really excited and kind of like, oh, the men are going to hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, remember, remember all them women in Ghostbusters. Yeah. (laughs) They went apeshit. Yeah, like, when Lady Sovereign covered, like, a Sex Pistols song and everyone's like, oh, God. Oh, I was like, yes, it's it's amazing, isn't it? (laughs) Suck it up, stupid old punks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like, I kind of liked it. Like, this is why I'm like probably a bit softer on this than a lot of people will be. I think there'll be a lot of people who are like big original craft fans who just be like, oh, this is just sacrilegious, it's awful. A lovely mm. voice for criticizing <laughs> the film. Um, but I mean, it's, I think it's kind of like old fashioned to be that way about like hanging on to kind of like the way things used to be. Yeah. In my, in the 90s, we yeah. had this one film called The Craft. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, there have been examples of horror films where the remake stands up to the original. I'm thinking of the Dawn of the Dead remake, which yeah. is brilliant. Very different kind of film, brilliant. Also, controversially, and I know not everyone would agree with this, but the remake of The Omen uh, that came out in like the mid-2000s, it's got Mia Farrow playing the old it, woman. You know. We should watch it. It's good. I really, really liked it. I thought it really uh, like beautifully adapted it for the modern day. Mm. Like, There's mentions at the beginning about 9-11 and stuff. Like, It, it, it works. It's a different film for a different time. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we're a little bit too quick to dismiss remakes, but... Um, yeah, thumbs up for the craft. I enjoyed it. Yes, uh, me too. Surprised mm. and happy. Uh, the, the end. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the spooky. Oh. Um, and this spooky bit is fresh out of the annals of uh, Reddit. <laughs> oh, the Reddit annals. <laughs> yes. Um, specifically, Paranormal Encounters. Um, and uh, it's submitted by Emmy G. Blozzy. Oh, I love Blozzies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the the title of this piece, um, this piece. <laughs> is called "My Friend Was Possessed and More." Oh, yeah. Um, so get ready. I'm ready. Um, as uh, you read in the title, this is the story of my best friend getting possessed and more, and maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just me, my sister, my friend, and her girlfriend. Queer. Um, uh, well, doesn't, she doesn't say queer, that's just me. Um, <laughs> we are a group of baby witches and we call ourselves a coven. One night we were watching a scary movie and it got us talking all about ghosts. At this point, we turned all the lights on, plus it was only about 10pm. Soon after turning the lights on, they started to flicker. <gasps> then my friend started to get really tired and was acting weird. Eventually she passed out. <laughs> Did she go to sleep? Or? Well, yes. Uh, we had thought she was just really tired and needed to sleep. 
until all three of us left awake got a really bad feeling that something was going to happen and we needed to wake my friend up. We tried everything, water, slapping her, shaking her, everything we tried didn't work. We had got her into a sitting position with her girlfriend holding her up, but I noticed her face was really red. I yelled, yeah, very embarrassed. Um, I yelled that she wasn't breathing and we all started to panic. Uh, We were shaking her again, basically trying our hardest to wake her up. Soon enough, her GF blew really hard in her mouth, in brackets, CPR question mark. (laughs) (laughs) And she began breathing again, but she wasn't waking her up. Her eyes wouldn't open. Sl- uh, her eyes would open slightly and roll back until they were white, and then it hit us. The three of us holding my friend got the same idea at the same time, and we we we, <laughs> we, 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 uh, we whispered to each other that she was possessed. Yes, that would be my first whisper to each other. Possessed. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we tried to wake her up again, and she didn't. Uh, but after a while, we noticed she was acting different when she did wake up, apparently. Um, uh, not not like she usually does, and she couldn't answer simple questions, mm. if you can even believe it. Oh, now we were scared. After now, we now, thought now, she was dead. Now, now that she's back alive, we were terrified. <laughs> I started to draw protective sig- sigils on everyone's arms. Sigils? Yes, yeah, sigils is what I meant. Sigils. What's a sigil? It's like a uh, like magic symbol um, on everyone's arms. But everyone was. Uh, but my friends said it was burning her, and that scared us even more. Soon enough, my friend passed out again. Sean's yawning, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feel tired. I Um This time, she was scratching at her arm in brackets with the sigils. Um, she was hurting anyone who tried to touch her. She was almost growling, question mark. Oh. Uh, it was like a very deep man's voice of type of grumble. <laughs> a grumble? A man grumble? <laughs> oh, no, that's where I am. Oh, yeah. Uh, now me and my sister and my other friends are all crying. Uh, my sister was searching everywhere for a way to, um, to expel a spirit. Soon she found a way we could use. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Uh, We formed a triangle around my friend, all of us crying and holding hands while also trying to hold on to my, uh, hold my friend down. Uh, We drew our protective circle of light and chanted, but it wasn't working. My sister said she had to read that. Oh, said that. This is weird. uh, That if the spirit doesn't want to leave, you have to force it. So we did. Uh, we yelled for it to go out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> That's how you force it. Uh, my friend let out this horrible deep scream-like thing. Uh, her eyes rolled back, but then she sat up and puked everywhere. Oh, no. Was she whiteying? <laughs> uh, we closed our circle and were tending to our friend. She was crying and she said, like... Someone was driving her body and she couldn't do anything. She said she could see everything that was happening from an out-of-body point of view. Uh, we called my mum after that because she's a witch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always handy to have one in the family. 
and has been for a long time. And she gave us some protection measures uh, just uh, to take just in case. Uh, it was terrifying. And ever since then, weird shit happens to us. But we are growing stronger as a coven and we can mostly make our way through it. We definitely opened ourselves up to something we didn't need to. Oh dear. Um, my favourite is also in the comments. There's one comment. It's um, from Voodoo. It from you? Yeah. <laughs> it's from Voodoo1999. It says, you might want to be careful, hun. I, I used to fool around with that type of stuff years ago, and I still think there's something on my back. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> do, do, do you want to elaborate, baby? <laughs> What's your story? <laughs> Globally, 1999. <laughs> um, my friend was possessed of more legacy. Find out more about the thing on her back. <laughs> Does just sound like maybe they should have called an ambulance? Or mum witch. Or mum witch, mum yeah. Witch. Mum witch, then ambulance. She has been a witch for a long time. And many, many, many witches. years. Um, oh, that's... That's a sad. So it's quite a trial they went through yeah, that night. they all sound historical. Yeah, I hope they're okay. Yeah, I wish them all the best. Yes. The blossers. <laughs> she blossers. <laughs> Thank you for your story. <laughs> If you're enjoying Bloody Marys, please subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends.